Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And this is another one of our coaching call series where I actually work with somebody one-on-one for a half hour and kind of coach them, give them some advice, ask them a bunch of questions. And it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it. Our special guest today's name is Sean. And uh, we're going to be talking about his business, talking about uh, what his goals are, and hopefully... My goal is that some of you out there will relate to Sean, or some of you may say like, you know what, I got that same problem, or that's a great question, or you can relate to it somehow and get some value out of this, and I'm hoping that it uh, helps you as well. I also want to tell you guys, listen, if you want some coaching and some help yourself, if you'd like to, if you feel like maybe you're stuck, you're just like, man, you're hitting the ceiling, you can't get over the edge, you need a kick in the pants. You need somebody to hold you accountable. You need somebody to just help you come up with a simple plan and then give you some accountability to that plan. That's what I love to do. So if you're interested in that, if you go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net, it's not a sales page or anything. It's just an application. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your goals, where you want to be, and what are some of the things that you think are holding you back. And we'll get on the phone. And if we feel like we're a good fit, and if we feel like we can help you, then we'll talk about working together. Okay, cool. So if you're interested in that, just go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net. You'll either talk to me or my business partner, Gavin. We don't outsource our coaching to some call center in Utah to some $20 an hour kid who's got a big old fat manual where he has all of the questions. And when you ask a question, he kind of flips to that page, gives you an answer, which I've seen that before, but that's not what we're about. So Anyway, I'm glad to have Sean on the line here. And Sean, how do you pronounce your last name? My name is Sean Sawari. So Sawari. it's, uh, yeah, cool. it's pronounced Sawari. And you're in the Jacksonville area, right? Yes, sir. Nice. Jacksonville, I, Florida. We, uh, we're starting, we're in the middle of a lease options challenge in Jacksonville. Were you aware of that? No, no. Not About two months ago, I started this, I created this product called Virtual Lease Options Challenge. And uh, we're showing people how to go into a new market and start doing lease option deals virtually. And uh, my goal is not to stay in Jacksonville for long term. My goal is just to show how it can be done through this product. And we sold it and um, did really well. And so we're about eight weeks into it. We got more leads than we could handle, number one. <laughs> and uh, it was my, I had an acquisitions guy and he was overwhelmed um, and we had to replace him. And, uh, but we got three contracts, three properties under contract right now, and we're, we're marketing them as lease options. And uh, we've got somebody seriously interested in one of them right now. So all of our leads, Sean, came from Craigslist. And we were, I'm sorry, I take that back. All of our contracts came from Craigslist. We did about 50-50 direct mail, uh, the other half Craigslist marketing. And um, obviously, we spend a lot less money on Craigslist marketing. And that's where our contracts came from. And uh, I love Jacksonville. It's a great market. You're right in that sweet spot of being in Florida and not being overpriced. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yep, for sure. (laughs) So anyway, Sean, what's going on? Tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been in Jacksonville about eight years. I've been in real estate for 
you know, almost three. I've flipped about 40 properties in the last, you know, two and a half years. So, you know, I'm also a realtor. So I'm not only an investor, but I'm a realtor. So I do help people in regards to selling their house or, you know, finding a house. Uh, I come from the hospitality industry, was in the hospitality industry for about 10 years. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'd love to grow the business to where I can actually do some some business in Charlotte as well. Nice. What uh, what kind of flips are you doing? You said you flipped about 40 properties. Uh, just really single family. I did do a couple or flip a couple of trailers. Okay. Um, that was actually one of my first transactions. So yeah, and that was a, that was a disaster. But the crazy part was a year later, you know, I started realizing like even in a disaster, you could still make money. Ah, <laughs> that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Especially in this market. If that wasn't true a few years ago. True. Okay. So, um, all right, so are you wholesaling these are these fix and flips? Uh, I've been just doing fix and flips, but you know, I want to broaden, you know, my scope and have more options. That's what I love about real estate is that, you know, although it can get overwhelming, there are so many different, you know, avenues and so many different ways of making money. So I think it's really now just about focusing in on two or three different, you know, options instead of looking at the, you know, the plethora of, of options. So sure. You want to focus. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So how do you find your deals now today? Uh, I find my deals mainly through MLS auction, uh, wholesalers. I've had some word of mouth. So as of today, I have yet to do any marketing whatsoever. You know, I haven't, uh, except like social media, but that's really kind of my focus and what I want to, you know, step to next. And I, I think the biggest challenge was trying to differentiate myself as a realtor and an investor. And I started realizing that if I have my license as a realtor, I'm a realtor regardless. So, and I really prefer to work with people that know me or that is someone that I know friend or whatever, you know, so I have more control over my time. And also, you know, I'm not going to show somebody houses for three months and then have them tell me that their cousin's brother is a, is an agent. So it's really been, you know, mindset and just getting to the point where, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning just to being an investor and then still helping people as a realtor, but not really focusing my marketing over there. So do you feel like, well, let me just ask you some more questions then, because I want to talk about that differentiating yourself between a realtor and investor, because that's real important. What do you currently make a month approximately in your business? And, and this is, real estate's the only thing you do, right? You have another job? Well, you know, to be honest, I've been full-time since April in real estate. I'm blessed that I've been able to learn as much as I have and you know, in the, in the three years. So, you know, I, I ran, you know, a lounge, I basically was operating partner of a lounge for six and a half years, which is what brought me to Jacksonville. So now most of my focus, you know, I have a college marketing company, social Academy that uh, I have a partner with, but you know, aside from that, yeah, I mean, real estate is, is 
my primary focus. Okay. So you're making enough money from other avenues, right? That uh, your sole income is not just from real estate. Correct. And, you know, I mean, ultimately that's, that's really what, you know, I, I, real estate is a vehicle for me to, you know, invest in other businesses and, and do other things. But at the same time, I don't want to take away from, you know, again, it's, it's, it, it really is hard to focus. And that's why, you know, the, the, the primary, my primary goal now is to find, you know, the, like I said, the two or three things that I want to focus on as an investor and really, you know, hone in on those things. Okay. Can I jump on that here for a second? Yeah, um, absolutely. You said your challenge is to find two or three, two or three things to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to challenge you with that statement. And maybe you didn't mean this, but I don't think you can focus on two or three things at one time. Now, some people argue with me and say, ah, but I can, you know, I'm special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. You know, <laughs> I had one guy the other day tell me, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I focus a hundred percent on that. And I focus a hundred percent on that. And I focus a hundred percent on that. Cause he's got an incredible team. Okay. I said, fine. You know, you're, you're trying to be like Richard Branson. I get it. That guy's amazing. He's, he, I was just listening to an interview with Richard Branson. He doesn't even know how to read a profit and loss statement. He doesn't know the difference between a gross and net. And uh, he's got these incredible, amazing businesses. That can be done. But for most people that I know, if you don't have a big team like that, if you don't have, you know, executive level people underneath you running those kinds of business, I don't think you can focus on two or three things at one time. Sure. And, and it goes back to what, maybe what you were saying with how to differentiate yourself between a realtor and investor. I think you need to decide you need to pick one or the other. I don't think you can be a realtor doing that thing and be an investor and doing that thing and do them both. Well, now you can like, and I'm speaking from experience too. I mean, there was a time when I was trying to be a wholesaler, trying to be a rehabber, trying to be a lease option guy. And I was doing okay, but it wasn't until I just focused on one of those strategies that I did the best. That's where I was making the most money and I had the most time and I had the fewest headaches, right? Mm -hmm. So it could be you have two or three big things that you want to focus on or things that you want to do. Well, my challenge then would be just focus on one thing at a time. Like for the next year, just hyper focus on one thing. There was a... There's a guy uh, I know, James Shramko. He's a marketer guy out in Australia. And he talks about the five one things. And when I heard this, my heart sank because I, like, I admire James. And he's telling me I can only have these one things and the five one things. And I'm going to mess it up. I don't remember exactly what it is. I'll look it up later. Um, it's like one customer, one product, one marketing channel, one like one, one source of marketing, right? One funnel and one year. If you want to have the most success and make the most money, focus on those five one things. And don't ask me to repeat them because I forget what they were. But you get my <laughs> idea, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay, so you talk about some, maybe some of your financial goals. I know you have here on this thing that you filled out, your, your goal is to make $100,000 a month in mm-hmm. real estate. Is that right? Correct. Okay. In the next six months, a year, 12 years? Um, I, you know, I would say in the next, in the next two years. And to, to answer the question as far as, you know, 
I, I think, you know, the last, the last year without getting too in depth, the last year, one, one thing that I started realizing is that financial goals were my main target before, but now my mindset's completely changed to where huh. I know the why, you know, I, I've read more books in this last year than I've read in probably my entire life. Awesome. And so I think from a, my perspective has now changed to where when I was solely focused on money, then, you know, I could have a conversation with you and you could give me advice and I could be listening to it, but, but, but not really have the focus and the the mindset to, to act on it. And now I'm at a point where, you know, I understand that I want the financial aspects to be able to, you know, actually give back. And I know a lot of people actually say that, but I want to, to, to be in a situation in five years where I could actually travel. And, you know, even if, and this sounds crazy, but even if I don't make money by speaking, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want to speak necessarily about business. I want to be able to speak about mindset. Even if I don't make any money from doing it, I still have enough passive income or I have a team built to where, you know, I still have, you know, money coming in and I can support, you know, my family, which is my why, you know, and I can, you know, help other people, which is another one of my whys, you know, I want to be able to have a, you know, a podcast like this to where, you know, I can talk to, you know, interesting individuals across the country and, you know, hear their story, you know, that that's what I was fighting for a long time until my mindset came into place and said, wait a minute, why, why are you on this, just this one track? So as far as my goals, you know, I, when people say, oh, wow, you flipped 40 houses in the last two years. To me, what I've, what I've realized in the last six months is that that's not a business. Like I know I'm making money, you know, but that's not a business. I don't have any team members. Like I can't just consider subcontractors and contractors team members because they're not on my payroll. You know, I don't have any of these things. And you know, that's really what I want to focus in on. So I agree exactly with what you've already said to focus in on one thing, particularly in the investment realm. And that's really what I want to do. So I don't, maybe I wasn't as clear, but that's really what I want to do is I want to focus in on being able to, to, to have a business and to have a structure so I can bring someone else in. But if I'm not, if I'm not structured a hundred percent, then kind of hard to bring in somebody unless I'm bringing in somebody to structure it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You need to, um, if you, if you can't be the one that's singularly focused on that one thing, you need to hire somebody who is. And so how quickly, you know, how big do you want to be? How much of an overhead and staff do you want to have? That's something you got to think about. So let me, you've got some big goals, obviously, Sean, you want to make a lot of money. I want to challenge you to be really spend some time really thinking about that deeply and focusing in on that. Like, what does that mean? So, and it's okay to dream big, mm-hmm. but you got to be practical too. I was thinking of a book I really want to encourage you to read called The Pumpkin Plan. Have you heard of it? I have. I have, yeah. Have you read it? I have not, not yet. Excellent book. It's one of my favorite business books I've ever read. And uh, he talks about like, and I'll just tell you real quick, there's these giant uh, vegetable farm growers. It's like a huge industry <laughs> for some reason. Mm-hmm. People really get into growing giant pumpkins and giant cucumbers or whatever. Well, uh, 
these guys will go out and they'll spend a couple thousand dollars for just one pumpkin seed. And uh, there's this one guy out in Vermont, I think, that sells them. And they'll plant that one seed and they'll nurture it and watch it grow. And then if you know pumpkins, they'll grow multiple branches, you know. They'll mm-hmm. grow multiple pumpkins from that one seed. And they watch to see which of those six pumpkins are going to be the most promising. And then they cut off and they remove all the other branches of that pumpkin plant, except for that one pumpkin. And they nurture that and they focus all of the, you know, their energy and attention on that one pumpkin and it grows to a giant size. It tells the story of this one giant pumpkin farmer had a little baby and every year they would take a picture of the baby sitting inside one of their carved pumpkins. Okay. And this kid, this now is, is in his thirties and they're still doing pictures of him inside the pumpkin with his head sticking out. Okay. Wow. So, but anyway, he talks about like this hyper focus and he gives examples. And when I was reading it, I, I could relate to every one of these people in the examples. But one of the things that I liked the most I got out of it was he calls it the sweet spot of your business. When you are focusing in on your pumpkin, you need to know what your sweet spot is. And it's a combination of these three things. You have, you're working with your top clients, you have something that's unique and it's systemized. And he walks through where if you, if you have only two of those things, when you're missing one that, that creates problems, for instance, if you, if what you have is unique and you're working with your top clients, but it's not systemized, you're just trading dollars for hours. If what you're doing is unique and it's systemized, but you're not working with just your top clients, then nobody cares what you're doing. If you have, you're working with your best clients, everything is systemized, but it's not unique, you have the price pressure of you're competing on based on price. And if you think about it in your business, no matter what kind of business you're doing, you need to make sure that whatever you're focused on is a combination of those three things, right? It's mm-hmm. unique. You're only working with your best customers with, and you're firing all of the, everybody else and it's systemized. So for example, for me in wholesaling, when I was looking at this, I thought, well, everybody's out there wholesaling. How can I make what I'm doing unique? And I started thinking, I thought, well, you know what? Who are my top clients? My top clients are not sellers. Unlike traditional realtors, they're going after sellers to get listings. The top customers, your main customer is not the person selling their house. It's the person with the money. It's the person with the buyers that, that, that has the money. That's your buyer. So I started thinking about, I'm going to focus on cash buyers. These are investor buyers that are buying properties in other states. And I'm going to reach out to them and tell them about what I do and sell them my deals here. Those are my customers. So I t- started focusing on my top clients are the ones that have been buying recently investment properties. So they have cash. And what I'm doing is unique. It's that I'm the boots. I'm, I'm there. My company is going to be their boots on the ground in St. Louis, and we're going to manage everything for them. And it's systemized because I've got the right people in place. I've got the right property management company, the contractors, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I started focusing on that, I went from doing a couple deals a month to doing about five deals a week. Because I started just focusing in like a laser beam on that one giant pumpkin, which for me was wholesaling houses as a turnkey provider. But I, and I started making a ton of money and I wasn't doing any of the rehabs. I wasn't buying any of the properties. I wasn't managing any tenants or properties. I was just, I had a team that I was outsourcing all of that to. So that's just as an example, what I think you could get out of reading a book like The Pumpkin Plan. Because it's going to help you really clarify and, and drill down what your goals are. 
and, and maybe you probably already have this in your head. You just haven't had the time to explain it to me yet, but does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Sean, what are um, your goals to, um, to find a couple different avenues? I mean, what you said before, to find two or three things that you can start making revenue on where you want to make about a hundred thousand dollars a year, a month, a month. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Big difference. Okay. So, um, which is very doable by the way, that some people like they look at that number and they think, Oh man, that's, that's totally unattainable. But when you've been on the other side of that and you look back at that, you think that's easy. That's nothing. And I'm speaking from personal experience. So anyway, that goal is very attainable. And I think it's very realistic for you to get there in one or two years if you're focused. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So break that down. Like what are some of the things like, what are those two or three things that you can see yourself getting income from in, in a year or two? Does that make sense? Yep. Well, you know, I'm, I kind of, whenever I first got into, uh, you know, real estate as an investor, you know, I was fortunate enough to have some money to work with. And, uh, I teamed up with another guy and initially, you know, I was going to be the, basically the networking person, you know, the, the one that connects the dots, you know, that's the kind of, that's what I do. And then, you know, I got stuck with basically starting to, to manage some of the rehabs. And although I didn't want to do that, I'm very fortunate that I did that because it started helping me, you know, understand the process. And, you know, I think that's extremely important. So as far as narrowing down like two or three things, I also learned that I love, you know, I guess it's because of the hospitality industry. I love helping people. So I do want to deal with sellers. And I love what you just said about focusing on buyers because, you know, that's the part that I really haven't enjoyed about, you know, being a realtor. And I do enjoy about being an investor because you're dealing with people that aren't emotionally attached, yeah. you know, to property. So I could definitely relate to that. And I think that, so really the buyer's aspect of it, I know what to do. The seller's aspect of it is really, I think what I need to narrow the focus down on is really starting to, to market to sellers. But, you know, again, you know, when you look at it from a broad perspective, you're like probate and pre-foreclosure and landlords and absentee owners, which kind of goes into landlords. And, you know, so you've got all these areas and that's really what I need to kind of narrow down to be my pumpkin, you know, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, what's the big challenge then for you right now, Sean? What, what is it that um, is holding you back from doing that, having that focus right now? I think just really understanding what area of marketing I want to go into or what part of, or what sellers I want to, you know, attack, because, you know, again, I, I, I do understand and that if you did all of them and you really need to, you know, be touching these people at least, you know, five, six times. So it's just unrealistic for me currently to even be able to like, for instance, if I was able to focus on six different things and send out the, the, the marketing for that, I don't have the capabilities currently to even take in that, that, you know, that many calls or that many leads. Yeah. So 
maybe it's really just taking the plunge and saying, Hey, you know, it's, it's just time to go all in, you know, maybe that's, that's, maybe that's what it is. I think maybe you're right. You know, it's like you, you get some real clarity on what you want to do and you kind of trim the fat as it were and say, all right, I'm just going to focus on this. And maybe for you, it's like, all right, I'm going to just focus on listings. And I'm going to focus on listings of homes above 500,000 in these zip codes. And that's it. I'm going to focus hyper on that. Uh, you can get a VA to do all that marketing for you, right? You can get somebody to pre-screen leads for you. If you have too many leads, you can get somebody to kind of make those initial conversations possibly for you. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how many leads you're getting. Mm -hmm. um, but it starts with that kind of like, all right, man, what do I want? What do I want my business to do? And um, I, I look at it like there's three keys to success in any business. There's marketing automation and delegation. So you're not in the real estate business, you're in the marketing business. And I'm sure that you would agree with that, even in the hospitality, mm -hmm. right? You're in the marketing business. So number one, get somebody to do all your marketing for you, in spite of you. I call it done for you in spite of you. So I had to challenge you to think about that. Like, all right, if my goal is to make a hundred grand a month, let's say half of that comes from listings. That means I need to make 50 grand a month from listings of my average house is 500,000, whatever that is. That's like, I need to get, I need to get two new listings every month or whatever. That's your goal. Then you work backwards from that and you come up with a marketing plan. You say, all right, so if I need two listings a month, I need to talk to a hundred sellers to get one listing. I need two, I need to talk to 200 sellers a month. Well, what kind of marketing are you going to do to do that? That could turn into Cold calls, you could say, all right, I'm going to do 20 cold calls a day or whatever, or I'm going to find somebody to make 20 cold calls a day for me. Or it could be, uh, I'm going to knock on uh, 50 doors every weekend. I'm going to send a thousand letters every week, et cetera. So you, now then you put that marketing plan into some numbers, into goals that you can control. I want to challenge you with that. Like, okay, you've got these ideas. How can you put all of that into things you can control where you can have the numbers and you can track your KPIs and you see, all right, this is what I need to do every day, every week. And then you ask yourself, well, how can I get someone to do all that for me? And it could be as simple as hiring a mail company. You just give them a list and you say over the next six months, split this list up, divide it by 10 and send them a 10th of them a letter every week and just repeat it. Then it could be, you get a virtual assistant or a local assistant to do that best of that marketing. And then they report on their numbers to you every week. So that gets done. So there's marketing. Then, then there's delegation. I'm sorry, automation. And uh, you probably already are familiar with a lot of tools, but you can create systems to automate your business. Then whatever you can't automate, you delegate and you get the VAs then or somebody, a local assistant, to do all of your follow-up for you, to update your CRM for you. So when you're looking at this plan, you're thinking, all right, what is my highest revenue generating activity? What is my fastest path to cash? And that's what you start focusing on personally. And that could be listing appointments. It could be actually talking belly button to belly button with sellers. Then you make, you, you, you get the, uh, your team to do all the follow-up for you to send the marketing for you. That's kind of big picture. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So my challenge, I guess, would be for you, start looking at your plan that you're going to create 
with the singular focus. This is my giant pumpkin. And then put numbers to that. Break it down into things you can control, like a marketing plan, a scorecard, and then start thinking about, like, how can I get all of this done for me in spite of me? Absolutely. Primarily marketing. That's like 99% of this business. I, I can helpful, 100% agree with that. Is, is that helpful for you? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. This time has flown by, Sean. <laughs> I'm already at <laughs> half an hour. I feel like, you know, that I, I, I want to, I feel like, man, I wish I could help you more, but we do it. We're due out of time. I have to go to look at a house. Actually, it's a house for my mom and uh, I've got to go, but um, uh, the pumpkin plan is a good place to start. And of course there's the one thing. It's a great book. I liked the pumpkin plan better. But if you want to, if you feel like you want to beat yourself up some more, <laughs> uh, also, also read the book, The One Thing. Got have it. You, have you read that yet? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 that's a great book. All right. So, Sean, let me just ask you, what are, what are the one or two things that you're going to do immediately after this call? And if somebody were to listen to this and they could, we're going to talk to you in like a week from now, what are you going to get done that, that uh, somebody who knows you can hold you accountable to? You know, really taking a lot of the tools that that I've learned about already, some of the automation, you know, like, you know, some dialers and get some lists together and, and, and start, you know, marketing. I think that's the, the, the biggest thing. So that that's really what I'm going to start putting in place, you know, immediately. All right. Good. I, I'd encourage you to get, those, get that written down on, get some numbers behind that. Okay. All right. Give yourself a scorecard. Give your team a scorecard. Like how many numbers are you going to dial every day? How many sellers do you need to talk to every day to get to your goals? How many offers do you need to make? How many listing presentations? And break that down to the realtor listing side of things and the whole, and the investor side of things too. Like if you want to do one rehab a month, well, how many offers on the MLS do you have to make a day? That's a great number to shoot for. You know, it could be you have to, you, your goal is to then make 20 offers a day on the MLS. Well, first thing you need to do is get a VA to do that for you, right? Mm-hmm. And then that's 600 offers a month. Do you think you might get a deal if you make 600 offers a month? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So you get, get this plan of yours and put, it, put numbers to it and put it on a scorecard so you can track. All right. Last week, we talked to five sellers. We made 500 offers. We we sent a thousand postcards. We, we auto dialed with Mojo sells uh, a thousand people or whatever and start holding yourself accountable to those numbers. And I'm t- I promise you that'll transfer in your business it, literally overnight. If you, you got those numbers written down and you're shooting for that, I don't know you that well, Sean, but I mean, you seem pretty uh, smart business minded. I, I think, you, I think that will have a dramatic impact on you. Awesome. I, I, I like it. Cool. Well, thank you, Sean. Keep us updated, would you? Send me an email. Yeah, absolutely. In a couple months. Let me know how it's going. I, I definitely will. Thanks for having me on today. And um, you know, a year from now, uh, we'll get back on a on a podcast, and we'll be talking about uh, how I'm at a hundred thousand dollars a month. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. All right, Sean. Thank you very much. Hey guys, thank listen. You. Go to realestateinvestingmastery.com to listen to the show notes or watch, look at the show notes, whatever. And uh, also, if you like this podcast, do me a favor right now. I'm going to ask you something. Uh, 
I want you to go to iTunes and leave a review. If you like the show, if it's beneficial, if it's helpful to you, go to iTunes, find the show, and just give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Give us an honest review. I'd really appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you all later. Thanks, Sean. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys.